is Len Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! So let's rock and roll all night! Come on, yeah! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to the Endless Summer, right here on the Music Mania Podcast. I am your host, Clint Schweitzer. Two amazing guests coming up on this show, and because of the fact that I've somehow lost my voice, somehow gotten a cold, somehow taken ill in the month of June. That's going to mean less of me, more of our great guests. And we have two of them on this show. So we're going to be talking to Megadeth bassist David Ellison. Going to be talking to him about the recent tragic news about uh, his bandmate and friend of over 35 years, uh, Dave Mustaine, of course, being diagnosed with uh, throat cancer. Going to talk to him about all things Megadeth, his upcoming bass story tour, uh, his book that's coming out, More Life with Death, and the companion LP. It's called Sleeping Giants. Uh, a lot going on with David Ellison, a lot going on in the Megadeth camp, and um, and, and much more uh, in his world. The guy is, you know, basically a renowned musician and philanthropist. So we're going to get into all that with him and uh, kind of get to the crux of, you know, what's going to go on. I know Megadeth had to cancel a bunch of tour dates. They're working on an album for 2020, so going to see where they're at in that process and just the emotions of dealing with this this news and kind of how he reacted as a, as a friend and bandmate. So um, also going to be talking with Ron Keel. Yes, the metal cowboy. He's going to be joining us to talk about his latest album, which is called Fight Like a Band. It came out back in March, and he's actually on David Ellison's EMP music label. So we got the connection there. Ron Keel and his band are going to be on tour. A bunch of shows coming up this summer. Of course, Keel goes all the way back to the 80s. I was a huge fan back then, The Right to Rock. And of course, the MTV hit, Because the Night. Everybody remembers that. But uh, Ron Keel, man, the metal cowboy, he's going to be coming on to talk about kind of his endeavors, this latest album, Fight Like a Band, uh, and why he moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where he also does a radio show. So, so much coming up. Before we get to our first interview with David Ellison, I've got to tell you, I actually caught the Ronnie James Dio, Dio Returns Hologram Tour in Kansas City just the other night. And I have to tell you, my review is on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. I hope you go check out the whole review. But in short, short order of that is, I was very impressed. I liked the way the show was presented. I thought Ripper Owens and Oni Logan, uh, who of course uh, tour with the Dio Disciples, um, as it is, did a great job. They're amazing vocalists, and uh, you know they kind of intersperse um, them singing some of the songs with the Dio hologram, uh, who does about you know six or seven songs. So you've got this hologram, and then you've got either Oni Logan or Tim Ripper Owens, sometimes both, 
chiming in to seeing songs like um, Gates of Babylon or Stargazer or The Mob Rules or Invisible. I thought it was awesome to see the show presented that way. Um, to the naysayers that call this a cash grab, we had Ripper Owens on our show just about a month ago, and he said, hey, listen, if Wendy Dio was in this for a cash grab, she would just sit back at home and do nothing. This is for the fans. This is to celebrate Ronnie's legacy, his music, and his life, and let's leave it at that. You know what? The show was impressive. Technically proficient. The videos were awesome. Kind of really put you in that state of mind. You had a lot of dumb Dungeons & Dragons, Dio imagery, and I was taken back, man. I loved it. I thought um, it's something I would see again. Maybe it opens the door. Maybe other artists could do things like this. There's going to be a segment of people that this just is not their thing. I get that. But to me, in there celebrating what Ronnie James Dio was, the spirit of um, of what he meant to metal, to me it was on point. And um, I'm a big fan of that. So high marks from me on that, guys. The rest of the summer, we have a lot of huge things coming up. So many big guests, including The Rock Doc, Neil Ratner coming up. He was Michael Jackson's personal physician from 1994 to 2002. Not only that, he was a tour manager for Pink Floyd. He has one of the most insane lives he, of all time. And he's got a book out called The Rock Doc. So we're going to be talking to him. We have Lorraine Lewis from Vixen coming up. Just had Cher Ross on recently and was able to cover the Vixen show in Edgerton, Kansas uh, just a couple weeks ago. So... So much coming up, taping interviews, doing our thing. We got Axel Rudy Pell coming up. Uh, so a lot going to be going on. I hope you go to our website, musicmediapodcast.com, for all the info. All of our shows are archived, and all my concert reviews are there. I'll tell you what, before we get to our interview with David Ellison, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Glystone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit off Antioch Road in Gladstone today. Tell them Music Mania sent you, and there will be a discount, or it's on us. Louder Than Life, America's premier three-day rock festival, comes to Louisville's Highly Festival Grounds at the KY Expo Center, September 27th through 29th, starring Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Godsmack, Marilyn Manson, Breaking Benjamin, Chevelle, Hailstorm, and many more. Single day and weekend passes are available now at louderthanlifefestival.com. Experience it live. David, man, how's everything going? Welcome to the show, brother. How are you, man? Thank you, man. Nice to chat with you. Yeah, it always is. This is the, the third time we've had you on, and it is just uh, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for calling in today, man. And I know um, before we get on to some of the excitement, some of the things that, that you've got going on, which is a lot, you're very busy, man, this summer, of course. But uh, obviously, you know, the news breaking this week about uh, your friend, your bandmate, the metal community really rallying around uh, Dave Mustaine this week. Just kind of what was your emotions as you saw kind of the outpour uh, of support for him. I mean, that, that's kind of one thing that sets metal apart to me, doesn't it? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's terrific. You know, it's, it's really wonderful to see, and it's good to see so many friends coming around because, like you said, the metal community, we are family. And, um, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, and, and look, a lot of us, uh, we're getting on in our years in our community too, you know, so I think that makes it even more relevant that we rally around and try to support each other in these times. So, yeah, it's really, really just 
super cool for Dave. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, and does it kind of put it in perspective for you? I mean, Megadeth celebrating its 35th anniversary here this year. Um, it, does it kind of put it in perspective because you've been you've been done so much with with Dave. You guys have have been around the block, ups and downs, leaving the band, albums, world tours, all over. I mean, does it? What are the emotions like for you personally when when something like this happens? What's your initial reaction? Well, yeah, I mean, I think anytime these these kind of things happen, especially something exactly like this, it really brings about your own. You reflect on your own life, and and I'm sure I look. I know Dave. You know he's certainly having his own journey with this, but I think even for me, I'm three years younger than Dave, but we basically grew up together, and and um, <laughs> you know, so even for me, um, you know, I'm 54, and I see people around me having health issues, and and um, you know, so it does bring into like kind of your own you know, mortality and, and, and not, and, and also like, what, what have I done with my life? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, have I, have I used it for good? Have I used it to help people and build people up or, um, and, and, and I think those are the things that all come to light when, when something like this goes down. No question about that. And, uh, obviously you guys have had to put some, uh, tour plans on hold and, uh, you're in the middle of recording an album. This is the 35th year anniversary. I mean, what, Kind of moving forward um, with, with Megadeth, what what are kind of some of the plans as far as the album goes? And uh, I, I do believe I heard that the uh, Mega Cruise is, is still on for this fall. So kind of still some things uh, in, in the mix for, for Megadeth here this year. Um, obviously, time will tell, but that's kind of the, the basis of kind of what I've heard anyway. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. I mean, we just, we had to put out an announcement that, hey, we're going to have to be clearing the deck of, of a lot of our plans this year. The cruise is intact. Meanwhile, we are continuing to work on the album, um, and um, because we can keep working on that as, as we go, and look, if there could reach the point where we need to sideline that for, for a bit, we, we will, but for right now, we're working on it, and, um, and that's sort of keeping the the team spirit alive within our camp as well, and because we're building something up that's constructive and and creative together. So, um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's kind of the update of where that all is. Absolutely, and things are just kind of picking up for you. Uh, you're going to be busy this summer, of course. Um, it was about announced uh, just a few weeks ago that uh, your Sleeping Giants. You have this companion LP for your upcoming memoir, which is More Life with Death. But before we get into the book. Um, talk about this uh, companion LP, Sleeping Giants. It's kind of a retrospective uh, featuring several new tracks, plus a collection of demos and unreleased material. Kind of talk about this, kind of the idea behind doing it as, as a companion piece, if that was kind of the initial concept, or where did this whole uh, idea come about for uh, for Sleeping Giants? Well, it started when we were on Bass Story Tour last uh, December, and um, my partner Tom Hazard. He had recommended we go in the studio down there and, and write a song that night after we did our our, our event there, and um, so we did, and, that, and out of that came the song Vultures, which is one of the three brand new tracks, and um, it was very really productive. And Tom writes well, and I thought he had cool lyric ideas, so I said, "Look, take these other two songs, Sleeping Giants and Hammer." And um, there are songs I've written the music to. I don't have any lyrics to them, but you know, take a stab at something with that. So he did, and that's how those developed. And as we, and we then you know, Tom had the idea. Said, "Look, why don't we call this, you know, Ellison Sleeping Giants?" And initially, we were thinking about 
just kind of having it be maybe three songs on the digital download, which are now available, by the way, on iTunes. Um, and um, the you know, and as well as the pre-order for the for the full-length album. And as I was <coughs> I was thinking about it, I was going, you know, I've got some other songs in the vaults and demos that I'd love to put out. Part of them being with F5, and of course, F5 has a. Um, my book starts essentially with the story of F5 and uh, my season away from Megadeth when the group disbanded in 2002. So uh, that's where the F5 demos came in because there's something about those demos I really liked. So we put a few of those tracks on there. And then there were some other tracks that I wrote back in 1993 that uh, I really liked. Um, while Megadeth was on a, a hiatus uh, during the, the Countdown to Extinction tour, there was a, a, a little break we had. I wrote a bunch of songs with a friend of Nick Menza's. Uh, a man named Pat Shunk, and, and so I put some of those songs in there as well. One of them features John Bush on vocals, and the other, a couple of the other ones feature uh, David Glenn Isley from House of Lords and Jafria. You got a lot of special guests on this. I saw, I mean, um, Mark Tremonti and Ken Mary, good buddy of ours. Um, just <laughs> talk about that, getting, getting some of these guys in here. Um, to do this with you, I mean, it's always hard to, w with schedules being the way they are. But you got some really cool um, you know, guests on this thing. What was that like? Just getting some of these some of these players on here. Of course, you mentioned John Bush. What was uh, what was that like getting some of these guys on here? Well, I'm I'm usually the guy who's I like to be the good neighbor in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm friends with a lot of people. I love collaborating. I love making music with my friends. To me, music is not a solo endeavor. It's it's very much a collaborative group effort always was from when I first picked up the bass, I wanted to be in a band with my buddies making songs together, you know, making music together. And, and that, you know, all these years later hasn't changed one bit. So it's fun to, you know, everybody from Chris Poland, who I was in Megadeth with, of course, years back, to Mark Tremonti, who is a, a great friend of mine and has, has had his own storied career and is a fantastic player. And, and uh, you know, we bond over all things metal and and, uh, and I'm a, certainly a fan of his career. He's a fan of my career. So it's just fun to get together and and, and do these things. And um, so really, that's it. You know, I, I call my friends. I, first of all, I think would be appropriate to play on the track. That's first and foremost. Musically, it makes sense. And, you know, the fact that we're buddies, you know. And, and even if the book was like that, as we, you know, get into that, that, you know, I had a lot of my friends tell their part of the story as they were there during that, that piece of the of, of the journey and it's you know like uh, to all my friends I just I always say to them thank you for being part of my life story well the life story is going to continue on of course you released uh, your book my life with death um, already but this one coming up is called more life with death and it comes out July 16th um, kind of get into, into that why was now the time and why did you kind of want to revisit this you talked about having some uh, some guests coming in on this to tell their side of the story how did this get put together, and uh, kind of what can fans expect from uh, this kind of a kind of a sequel, <laughs> if you will, to, to my life with death, it which is. came out? Yeah. It, it, well, you know, the thing about it is, is life is always in motion. You know, so there. In fact, we had a hard time finding an ending point when to stop the book because more stuff kept developing. You know, um, and even as I turned it in and said, "Okay, we're done," then some more stuff happened. I'm like, "All right, you should probably talk about this." So. Really, you know, and on, when we were making record years ago, um, when the main format was vinyl back in the 80s, you know, we always had a saying, it's never final until it's vinyl, meaning <laughs> until it's being pressed up, everything's subject to change, you know? 
and to hopefully improve it and make it better. And it was the same thing with the book. Um, you know, nothing nothing was finished until it went off to the to the to the printing press. You know, um, and um, I think we have a really good story here, and it, it goes back to my roots in Jackson, Minnesota. <clears throat> moving to LA when I met Dave and we started Megadeth and my friends who were with me also talk about that as well as Brian Slegel from Metal Blade Records, Dan Donegan from Disturbed who grew up a fan of mine as well as KK Downing from Judas Priest who I grew up a fan of his and you know I think it, it, it really just shows sort of the continuum of how we all inspire each other with our music from, from one generation down to the next. I think that's a big part of the story. Well, absolutely, and um, you can pre-order uh, both um, Sleeping with Giants and, and as as well as the book More Life with Death. It is on uh, EMPMerch.com. You can do that, and it's funny, talking about uh, your EMP group, every time we have a guest on, it's alarming to me how, you know, I'll get the press release, and I'll look at, oh, new album, and it's EMP. You guys are everywhere. We just had Ron Keel on. We had uh, Bud O from Last Crack. And it's like these guys are all on your on uh, your group on your uh, label EMP. How gratifying has it been to have this label to bring about <clears throat> veteran acts, acts that are just getting their start, kind of transitioning them into into the world of being on on a major label. How gratifying has it been for you working with uh, with these bands? It, it's great. I mean, initially the label started when I had discovered and produced and developed this young female group called Dalskin. And uh, we've since moved, I've got them over to, I managed their, our company manages them, and we've moved them now over to Hopeless Records, and they're on a big tour with Newfound Glory after doing a couple of work tours. So it was fun to take a band from, literally from a high school, into the arenas, you know, and into the big, to the big leagues. So that was fun. And during that process, we realized a lot of my friends, Mark Slaughter, Ron Keel, um, <clears throat> the, the Last Crack guys, I mean, there's Autograph, Doyle. You know, a lot of my friends who have also had their own, you know, big careers over the years are, are still making terrific music. And, you know, the record business, it's always been a young man's game um, for developing new things. And so I think lots of times legacy artists are looking for, for what is the next step, what is the next right way for them to put out new music and continue their creative journey. Um, and I think with EMP, we've really found a, a platform to help them um, to, you know, to continue to move forward and feel the satisfaction of writing, recording, and releasing their new music, too. Well, the last time we talked, uh, David, was back in January. Uh, you had just released um, the Altitude and Attitude album. It is Get It Out. Talk about what that was like. I know you guys, I believe you guys played some shows together around that time as well. What was the kind of the reception on, on that album, which I think is a fantastic melodic hard rock album. And then kind of talk about some of the the shows you guys played uh, together around that time. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it was, that was a really wonderful creative moment. And the truth of it is that album has been recorded and done and in the can for almost a year before we were able to put yeah. it out most because <laughs> of the scheduling with me and Frank. Um, but we found this little window early in the year that we put the album out. We went to Europe and debuted the band on tour with Slash. And then um, came back here to the U.S. and did a run of dates through the Midwest and some stuff on the East Coast. And, you know, there again, kind of like we were just talking to the EMP, you know, um, Megaforce, which is uh, Anthrax's label, you know, saw a way for us to put that record out through them and to support it and 
help me and Frank have a creative uh, moments away from Megadeth and Anthrax to do uh, some music that would never fit in those bands. But yeah, it was really good and, and, and really help us have a platform to do that. So, um, and I, I think for artists, you know, that's important because especially guys like me and Frank, we've been in our bands from, from, from the beginning for many years. And there are other sides to us, especially at this age uh, in our life. We've, we've have other sides to us and it's, nice to be able to have that music see the light of day i love that album i thought it was amazing and uh, you had anita strauss uh, from alice cooper's band um with you on that and then just the other day uh, i believe you joined nita on stage you guys did a did an iron maiden song did aces high that was awesome by the way just seeing you guys on stage together great song great maiden tune uh how did how did yeah. that come about we just kind of happened to be in in nashville and jumped up there what was it like getting on, on stage yeah. with Nita? she's great man well, I, I know I know quite a few people in Nashville, and it's funny a lot of my friends live there. But there's not really like a rock scene there. So I told Kiko and Dirk and Megadeth, I said, "Look, while we're here working this month, let's make an effort to go out and connect and be part of the city and see what's going on here in town." And so uh, Kiko actually brought her. Said, "Hey, Nita's playing next week. We should go up and see her." And so I hit Nita. I'm friends with her and her boyfriend, Josh, and so he said, hey, we're going to pop up and see you, and she said, yeah, great, jump up and jam a song with us, so um, Kiko played Schools Out with her and and uh, Alice's bass player, Chuck Garrick, and then she asked me to jump up and do a Maiden tune, and and, he, and Nina and I have jammed before at Lucky Strike in Hollywood. Um, <clears throat> her, uh, the drummer of Alice Cooper, Glenn Sobel, hosts a... Uh, um, a weekly uh, kind of all-star jam thing when he's in town, so I jumped up for that. And so, yeah, we, we, you know, Nina and I, we've, we've, we've had a good musical kinship. You know, she's was kind enough to play on the Altitudes and Attitude record, and uh, you know, she, she's, she's, you know, not only is she the, the, you know, the sister shred, she's also kind of one of the guys. You know, <laughs> she just she can hold her own with with the best of the best, and. And we love Nita, you know, she's, she's kick-ass, man. She's just, she's just really a powerhouse chick, man. So we just always go out to support her every time we can. Well, you're going to be going on tour yourself here, your Bay Story tour, which I imagine will feature um, a lot of music from uh, Sleeping Giants. Talk about this. It starts uh, July 6th um, in Providence, Rhode Island. You're going to be out on the road for uh, several dates here this summer. Kind of talk to, I know you did some of these, uh, I believe, earlier this, this fall, Talk to, to us about, you know, for fans that maybe haven't seen you or haven't, aren't familiar with kind of how, how the format of the show will be, kind of what fans can expect when they come see you out here on the road this summer. Well, initially we were planning to do a little bit of some book promotion while we were on, while Megadeth was going to be on the Aussie tour. And then when we got word that the Aussie tour was postponed, we quickly got into action to, uh, um, you know, look toward doing some book signings and some, you know, typical book promotion stuff. But, you know, we're lucky because me and Tom had already established the base story concept and brand over the last year. And so it really served kind of the perfect time to go out and just do more base story. Uh, and because essentially what it is, is it's a performance of music and storytelling. And with promoting a new book, it was kind of the ultimate version of, of, a, of, a, of a book appearance, you know, because we'll have the books for sale, we'll have the album for sale, and I'll be able to, you know, fans will be able to see a show because we're going to play songs off the new album, um, and we're going to have, um, 
couple of members uh, from a group on our on our label called Dead by Wednesday. Um, Opus and Dave Sharp are going to be playing with us. Clayton from Hatchet, who is also on our label on Combat, They're, he's going to join us on guitar, and me and Tom as well. So you know, it's an all in you know in house uh, deal here that we're doing. So that's how we roll. We bring all of our our whole house of cards together to to make a nice, fun, cool event. Is it kind of one of those deals where you kind of like can interact with the crowd? People can fire up ideas and songs from the, from the crowd and you guys are kind of interacting and any Q and a, any, anything like that? Or is it kind of more formatted towards? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think we're going to change it up a little bit from what I did on the last one, which was maybe a little more kind of clinic Q and a, then led into a performance. This one will be a bit more performance driven, but also along with the interaction, storytelling and even Q and a, I mean, it's a very, it's a very personalized, uh, interactive and night out. Awesome. That's going to be tremendous. David, uh, so many great things coming up for you. Of course, um, we'll be thinking about uh, your your friend and bandmate, uh, Dave Mustaine, throughout all this, and uh, Megadeth definitely to come back bigger and better than ever. I'm actually out of here. We're off to see Dio Returns tonight. We're going to be covering that show. So uh, it's going to be great to celebrate the uh, career and life of Ronnie James Dio for us tonight, man. So that's that's what we're off to do. So. Great. Going to be great, oh, have man. Have fun, man. Well, nice to chat with you, Clint. I appreciate it. Always, David. Thank you so much. We always appreciate yeah. you, man. Thanks so yeah. much. Great to hear from our friend David Ellison. It's just been a few months since we had him on, but what a great time to talk about his new book, uh, More Life with Death, kind of a sequel to his 2013 book, My Life with Death, and now the companion LP, Sleeping Giants. Amazing music that it's going to accompany kind of this book, kind of go along with it. I think that's awesome that artists do that. Um, very candid about his feelings on um, Dave Mustaine and uh, his friend and bandmate. It's just surreal, you know, to hear news like that. And we just, um, our thoughts are certainly with Dave uh, Mustaine, just a true metal legend in every sense of the word. And we're just hopeful for a fast and speedy recovery. Megadeth has a lot of big plans. They're going to be celebrating their 35th anniversary as a band. So much going on. So we just hope... Hope for that. So before, without you know further ado, we do want to get to our next guest, which is in fact Ron Keel. Ron, welcome to the show, man. How has everything been going, my friend? It is great, man. I'm just uh, glad still in the game and living the dream, uh, living the dream, the American dream, so to speak. And just uh, glad to be on the show with you again. And uh, hope you're doing well. Oh, absolutely, man! And I know that uh, you're coming off quite a busy time here. You just uh, you just did Keel Fest. Talk about that event. How cool that was! That was back uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, a lot of big names, a lot of big things happened there. Tell us about uh, Keel Fest and how it went. Keel Fest was a dream come true, and a chance for me to get all my my friends and family, my bandmates, my brotherhood under the same roof on the same stage same time, and enjoying music, friendship, uh, our legacy, our just, just everything, and, and it went really well. The uh, the guys that I, I play with in Keel, the Ron Keel band and the Clash and Steeler, are a testament to, to how blessed I am to have these great people and great musicians in my life, and three solid hours of music, 38 songs, nonstop no breaks, no set changes. The bands and the players interweaving these songs and eras in and out of each other. Even threw in some Black Sabbath, some Iron Horse, had Keel, Ron Keel Band, Steeler, all of that. 
in one great night of music in Columbus, Ohio on May 10th. I hope to do it again at some point. Would love to see that uh, go on. And you mentioned just briefly there that, uh, you know, re uh, Steeler Reunion included Rick Fox. What was it like, uh, you know, getting back up with them and, and doing some of these songs? It was kind of your indoctrination to the world of hard rock, you know, back in the early 80s. Talk about what that was like uh, with Steeler. Well, Rick and I, one common thread with all these guys, Rick Fox, Rich Perry, guitarist for Steeler, who took in the Monsoon's place in 83, the guys in Keel, and the guys in my Ron Keel band that have been my support group and my comrades in arms the last five years with this project. Uh, you know, the, it was very surprising to me that, first of all, the Steeler segment of the show was uh, pretty effortless. Uh, we rehearsed in L.A. for just once, one rehearsal in Los Angeles before the gig, and, you know, to tell you the truth, I hadn't even listened to that album. We can't do it like you, Ron. I mean, you got the radio show, man. You got you 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 got to you know do all this stuff and have all these things go wrong. But you got to do it live, man. We don't we we get the luxury. No, I don't actually. Oh. my radio show is pre-recorded as well. That way, I can do it from the road or from where, wherever I'm at. And uh, that's why I had to abandon my love of live radio, which I love doing every day. But uh, for four hours a day on the air here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, it was such a grind. Uh, taking a four-hour break, basically, to play music and hang with your friends, and um, I love the live radio aspect of it, but my current show, Streets of Rock and Roll, is pre-recorded and uh, syndicated on a, a number of great rock stations online and worldwide. Ron, you moved um, from Vegas to Sioux Falls just a few years ago. What is it about the Sioux Falls market, man? I know uh, back when gold, uh, the um, the pawn and jewelry was open, uh, there was a radio station, I think, there. But what what kind of moved you from the Vegas area to, to Sioux Falls? And do you like it? It was that job. Yeah. It was that job opportunity. I was given an opportunity to be the face and the voice of a $70 million franchise called Badlands Pawn. Yeah. Which launched here in Sioux Falls on Thanksgiving Day 2015. And. One hell of a ride, man. It was a great uh, a great experience. I was given the opportunity to put together my dream band. Gino Arce on bass has been with me for 21 years. I called him and I said, hey, man, I'm going to Sioux Falls. Come with me. And D.C. Cawthorn on lead guitar, who had been uh, the original guitar player in the Ron Kill Band. We had done some shows in 2014 after Metal Cowboy came out, and I just really, really loved working with him. And we developed a strong friendship, and... I called those guys, and uh, they relocated to Sioux Falls with me in early 2015 to put together the Badlands House Band, basically a touring entity that represented that $70 million franchise nationwide, coast-to-coast, on-tour, on-stage, and on the radio as the voice of KBAD, 94.5 FM, the number one rock station in this region uh, for a year, and I was living the dream. Uh, and that all fell apart. Yeah, uh, it didn't last very long. I, I expected at least to get a nice five, ten year run out of it, but the business imploded, and we were left here in Sioux Falls with uh, basically no job, no uh, infrastructure, no backing. They took the tour bus away, took uh, all of our everything away, and the guys in the band and I felt the chemistry and felt like. We really had something special, and we decided 
that they're not stopping us. They can pull the plug if they want. We're not stopping. We're yeah. going to keep plowing forward. And so I rebranded this as the Ron Keel Band, and that's when this particular brand was born. Within three weeks of that, uh, business closing, my wife was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Wow. And all of a sudden, we were faced with uh, the fight of our lives, basically. For the following year, all of 2017, you know, chemotherapy, radiation, seven surgeries, and I told the guys in the band when, when she was diagnosed that I wasn't sure how much I could tour or, or travel during that time because I needed to be here with her as uh, her caregiver during recovery, before, during, and after all these procedures. And the guys in the band, they had my back. And I said, well, if we can't tour, come on over to the house. Let's go to the basement. Let's write some songs. And we ended up with the album of, of a lifetime in what is uh, the EMP release, Fight Like a Band, the album that, that we're now listening to, holding, yep. and uh, cranking up, and just really, really proud of, of that effort. This album embodies all of those emotions, thoughts, and feelings that we went through during that course of uh, losing everything, basically being left with nothing but the guys and our guitars, and no jobs, my wife's got cancer, all that, but the album is about the struggle to survive and succeed, and we've done both, and I'm very proud of that fact. I'm very glad to hear that, Ron. That is uh, wonderful, and to... The reception from this album has been incredible. It's, of course, it's been out a few months now, but uh, it's been about a month you released the video for Fight Like a Band, the single. Um, talk about how important that was for you guys to do a video, because it seems to me like that's it's, it's such an important thing to get that visual representation out there. And on you know YouTube is such an important medium. Is it as simple as that? And just talk about the video and, and, and why you guys wanted to get uh, th that particular song and, and that video up. Well, in this stage of the game, I continue to do the same things I've always done. Because it worked for me in the past, of course we have to adapt to new ways and new platforms and social media and the business is evolving as our culture continues to evolve. But the basics never really change, man. You've got to create something, you got to do your best, and, and you got to put it out there in some manner, whether it's digitally or in a physical product like a CD, an LP, a vinyl, then you've got to do a video, right? I mean, it's it's uh, it's just it's just what we do, and like zombies uh, uh, marching through the streets, we're just going to keep doing what we do, regardless of what happens in the business around us. And putting that visual stamp on a project like this is is critical. The fight like a band video and single really embodies what Rockville Band is all about, and the next single. Girls Like Me, which is coming out very soon, is exactly the opposite of everything that uh, Fight, like a, Fight Like a Band is serious. It's, it's intense, it's dark, it's strong. Girls Like Me, the next single, is absolutely silly, funny, entertaining, uh, off the cuff, tongue-in-cheek, all that. So you can see both sides of what the Ron Keel Band is all about with just these first two singles. Of course, the, uh, the initial... Lyric video was the lead track off the album Road Ready, which is the song that uh, kicks things off on the new album. And it's uh, it's one of those 80s rock, Keel-esque type anthems about hitting the road and cranking it up. And uh, we're really proud of, of the results with, with all these video presentations. That's just part of the creative process. 
we're gonna we're gonna make stuff and put it out there, whether it's a song or an interview like I'm doing with you now, or a video, or a book, or a radio show, or whatever we do, man. I just, uh, it's part of the fun of it, uh, creating entertainment, yep. and uh, hopefully, hopefully, people will enjoy it. Well, definitely go to runkeel.com right now. You can get the album there. Run, you're going to be ramping up and hitting the road for more shows this summer, whether it be uh, yourself, solo, acoustic, or with the Ron Keel Band. Talk about what it's going to be like and, uh, you know, unveiling some of these songs in a live setting. Obviously, you've done that uh, already leading up to this, but you got some more shows this summer. It's going to be great to get out there and, uh, you know, hit the road, play live for the, uh, the crowd. I and mean, that's what it's all about. It's what you guys do, right? It's always great to get on stage. And, and sing and play and entertain people and just sweat it out. Of course, Teal Fest was a fitting begin, beginning to our summer. As we got on stage at Columbus, Ohio a few weeks ago with uh, Ron Keel Band, Keel and Steeler. Got some food shows this summer. Hot Hot and Nice with Night Ranger on July 13th. Uh, some other major bike events from Green Bay, Wisconsin to Denver. Got some solo acoustic shows. You know, and I, I want to certainly emphasize to our fans and our listeners that I go wherever they send me, wherever I can go. <laughs> if I could possibly get on a plane with my guitar and get home without losing money, I'm there, all right? So I, I love the social media posts where fans say, come to my town, come here, go there. Why don't you bring the show to us? And I would love to. Uh, and there are even times when I do that and lose money doing that, but it's just a, it's a matter of the agents, the business, the promoters, the venues, and stuff that's out of my control. I'm ready to travel. The airport's five minutes away, and the uh, the RV and the truck are parked outside, ready to crank it up. And we are, and we remain road ready. So uh, some great shows this summer. You can find them all on the tour dates page at ronkeel.com. And we're looking forward to stacking some more dates on the calendar every day. Uh, as, as time goes by, and back again on the Monsters of Rock Cruise next uh, spring with Keel, 2020 Monsters of Rock Cruise. Excited about that. Just did two shows in Europe. Did uh, Helsinki, Finland, the solo acoustic artist at the KISS convention. Then did the Milan uh, Frontiers Festival with Keel. And uh, what a great thrill that was to go back to, to uh, Europe twice in the last couple of months. Back on the high seas next spring with the Monsters of Rock Cruise. That is amazing. I tell you what, Ron, everything that you've uh, everything you've been doing, I'm such a fan of it. The new album uh, is is just outstanding. And just to, before we let you go, I just kind of reflect on on your personal journey. Um, you know, coming from uh, you know the early '80s and then hitting you know selling millions of albums. Uh, you know, with Keel uh, having an album produced by Gene Simmons, and then kind of. What ensued after that, you know, kind of doing, you know, the metal cowboy, doing some of the, uh, you know, you're delving into kind of Southern rock and country and then coming back full circle to Ron Keel band and, and this new album. Just kind of talk about your personal journey and, and what it's been like, uh, you know, for these past 35 plus years, man. It's been one hell of a ride. I can tell you that. And for me, it's, it's a matter of exploring territory and climbing new mountains and, enjoying myself, being creative, taking care of my my family, people I love, and my fans. Um, yeah, there was that intense metal period during the 80s where we were larger than life, and the uh, the Keel records were on the charts, and I was on the cover of the magazines, MTV, and all that. 
as we all know, the culture changed in the late 80s, early 90s, and things were just different. Uh, that's one thing about our society and culture. It always changes, always evolves, and but we have to evolve with it. When the 90s came along and we were no longer the coolest guys in the world, and everybody in my genre or in, in 80s rock felt that, uh, that sucker punch, in 1990, 92, right around then, I turned to country music because my father had played country music. I grew up listening to it. I was born in, in Georgia. I went to Nashville when I was 17. That country is not something you delve into. Not that's what that's how you put it. Delve into because I did not delve into anything. I immersed myself yeah. in the art form that is country music, and you don't just put on a hat and go out there in front of 20,000 rednecks at a rodeo <laughs> and sing country music, they will kill you. You do not. Right. Back, back then, anyway, back in the 90s when country was king, nowadays, any Tom, Dick, or Harry can put on a hat and go out there and do some crap. Yeah. Country rap. Uh, it's, but you know, country music has evolved and changed as well. I'm glad that I got to experience that in the 90s when it was at, at its heyday with Garth Brooks and there were... You know, every place was packed with hot chicks line dancing and you know Budweiser bottles hanging out their throats and dancing. Just it was an amazing time. I was never really at home in that genre, but I learned a lot about songwriting, about how to tell a story, about how to craft a song built around the voice, the melody, the lyrics, and the stories you tell. So that is is the one thing I took from my experience in country music that I brought to both. The Keel reunion album, Streets of Rock and Roll, in 2010, and everything I've done since. The Metal Cavalry album in 2014, and the new Ron Keel band, Fight Like a Band album. Is that sense that when you're writing a song and you're telling a story, every line, every lyric is important. It's not enough just to make it rhyme. It's got to say something. It's got to make you feel something. It's got to elicit a reaction. And uh, that that was the best lesson I learned from country music in, in terms of writing songs that are built around the voice and the melody, as opposed to creating riffs and then putting vocals on top of that. Uh, with me now, most of the time, the the lyric and the chorus and the, that vocal message and story come first, and then we we try and find the riffs to complement those emotions and thoughts that uh, whether it's dark and angry or whether it's strong and positive whatever that, that riff has to complement the message and the story that the vocal is trying to get across. Well, Ron, I tell you what, man, it's been uh, an amazing ride. Fight Like a Band is is uh, just tremendous, representative of exactly where you're at right now in your career, and we can't wish you enough success going forward, man. We're going to catch you out somewhere out there on the road this summer for sure, man. We're going to come by and say hello. Cannot thank you enough for joining us here, Ron, man. Best of luck going forward, and keep rocking, my friend. I sure appreciate that, Clint. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And you keep it up. Thanks for giving artists like me a platform to express ourselves and supporting the music. And to all your listeners, I love you. I kill you. I'll find you online at ronkeel.com. Well, there you have it. The Metal Cowboy, Ron Keel. It finally happened. His latest album is Fight Like a Band. You can go to officialronkeel.com. You can go to ronkeel.com to get all the information about uh, tour dates, to order the album, can't thank both of our guests, uh, David Ellison, Ron Keel enough. That's the kind of show that we love to put together here on the Music Mania podcast. It's going to be hard-pressed for you to hear a show like that 
anywhere else in podcast land. On this show, you already know the songs. We bring you the stories. That what that's what it's about for us, and that's what we're going to be doing all summer long. Your money stays and plays with us. Stay tuned for more big interviews, more concert reviews. We are ramping it up. We are ramping it up for the summer of 2019. And again, your money stays in place with us. Please subscribe to the podcast on uh, Spotify, on uh, Google Play Music, or Apple Podcasts. Any way you choose to take in podcasts, we're actually also available on iHeartRadio now as well. No excuses. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us some feedback. Thanks so much for listening.